Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Innovator's Solution, Creating and Sustaining Successful Growth. Innovation is essential for all companies that seek sustained growth. Uber created the ride-hailing market using an innovative business model, and experienced non-stop development, today they are among the world's top companies. LinkedIn discovered and fulfilled the new demands in the recruiting field, and connected hundreds of millions of professionals through social network. These are both examples where success was achieved through innovation. However, Innovation can also cause failure as in the case of the largest telecommunications company in the world AT&T. To maintain its continued success, they kept investing in different innovative business platforms, hoping one would take off and provide Uber-like growth. However, due to unfamiliarity with the new markets they were entering into and mismanagement of their assets, they wound up wasting around 50 billion US dollars in just over 10 years. Innovation is a double-edged sword. It can bring transformative growth, but it can also cause, sometimes irrecoverable losses. Before attempting to use innovation for our own purposes, we must acquire a deep and intimate understanding of what it is and how it works. This will allow us to see how some companies use innovation to grow while others see it lead to their doom. We can use this perspective to answer foundational questions such as when is innovation appropriate or possible or how can impoverished startups topple industry leaders by taking innovation as their strategy. The book that we'll unlock today The Innovator's Solution will be our guide to understanding innovation. The author introduces us to the theory of disruptive innovation. This refers to the phenomena of new market entrants producing products that are simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional ones, and selling these products to new or less demanding customer bases. According to the authors, this is the best method for startups to surpass industry giants. This book was jointly written by the well-respected Clayton M. Christensen and researcher of innovation and business strategy Michael E. Rayner. Both these authors have vast experience in the field of business innovation. Christensen is a professor at the Harvard Business School and has conducted deep research into business innovation. In addition to his professorship, he has over 10 years of management and creating startup experience. The Economist once termed him as the most influential management thinker of his time. Rayner is a director at the Deloitte Services LP, and a researcher of innovation and business strategy. Implementations of his findings have helped Deloitte become the third largest privately owned company in the USA. We previously unlocked two of Christensen's books, Seeing What's Next, Using the Theories of Innovation to Predict Industry Change, and How Will You Measure Your Life. Today's book is Christensen's classic work on the topic of business innovation. In addition to this text, he has published two other international bestsellers on innovation, The Innovator's Dilemma, the revolutionary book that will change the way you do business, and The Innovator's DNA, Mastering the Five Skills of Disruptive Innovators. These three books combine to form a complete series on the theory of innovation for startups. Today's book raises many far-sighted theories, 
identifies the problems concerning innovation that exist in large companies, and shines a light on how small and medium businesses can use disruptive innovation to topple industry leaders. We'll go through these ideas together in the three parts below. Part 1, Disruptive Innovation Requires a User-Oriented Mindset. Part 2, Disruptive Innovation Requires a Market-Oriented Mindset. Part 3, Disruptive Innovation Must Come with Organizational Capability. Part 1, Disruptive Innovation Requires a Customer-Oriented Mindset. In the age of the commodity economy, the primary challenge to most businesses is meeting customers' demands. Whoever satisfies these demands can win these customers, and thus the market. The authors emphasize that one of the best ways to achieve this is practicing disruptive innovation. This strategy comprises three parts. 1. Redefining customer needs via a new perspective. 2. Creating products that help customers to complete tasks related to these needs. And 3. Using disruptive channels to gain access to new customer groups. As you can see, the core of disruptive innovation lies in the precise defining and fulfillment of customer needs. To attain disruptive innovation, you can't rely on the old-school method of replacing existing products with newer technology, you must be agile and adaptable willing to attain deep understanding of your customers' needs and the structure of the market. First, let's look into how to redefine customer needs. Satisfying customer needs is fundamental to business survival. The common method of industry giants is to pour enormous amounts of labor, material, and money into an upper level of their market base. These customers tend to be dedicated, high-end, and highly discerning. This causes the companies to constantly have to one-up themselves when they produce a new product, just like how smartphone manufacturers are always adding new functionalities to our phones. But not all customers need every function they provide. And this brings a dilemma for an enterprise that tries to innovate, they are doing a hard but thankless job. To achieve highly effective innovation, the solution often lies in redefining customer needs. When thinking about what needs a product can fulfill, it is often helpful to break it down and look at its interaction with customers at a basic level. We need to redirect our focus away from the mainstream, towards less demanding customers and potential customer groups. This implies the two channels of disruptive innovation you can consider. The first channel is to satisfy the needs of potential customer groups and provide an all-new solution. This approach doesn't directly target the mainstream market, instead, it aims at innovating simpler, more convenient products with lower production costs to target the non-consuming customer base that is yet to be served. Let's look at the Canon desktop copier. It's compact reasonably priced, easy to use, and can be placed beside an office desk to fulfill employees' copying needs at any time. However, before Canon invented the desktop copier, Copy machines were bulky and expensive. Only large companies could afford to have even a single copier, and many could only rent them. Plus, using these large and advanced machines required a tech expert's help. After Canon's desktop copier was released, almost every small company could afford to buy one, this uncovered a previously untapped customer base, 
while at the same time toppling the market for large-scale copiers. The second channel involves providing a replacement service or solution to overserved less demanding customer groups in the low-end market. Generally speaking, when market technology matures and product functionality exceeds actual customer need, it commonly leads to overservice. In this situation, companies can develop low-cost products or business models to satisfy the needs of low-end customers that have been ignored by large companies, and thus win against competitive industry players. For example, in the last century, the US's long-distance highway motorbike market was dominated by brands such as Harley-Davidson, Triumph, and BMW. To gain a slice of the pie, Honda created an all-new market segment. It released an off-road motorcycle that was a quarter of the price of a Harley-Davidson, satisfying the needs of customers who couldn't afford to purchase local US or European models. Honda realized that many customers just wanted a recreational off-road bike and didn't need many of the fancy features that had caused the price of motorcycles to balloon. By offering a simpler, more affordable, and thus more widely applicable product, they were able to break into the market and now stand as an industry leader themselves. Through the above explanation, it becomes clear that the customer needs worth satisfying can be broken into two types, potential customers who haven't been served and require a new solution, and overserved customers who are desperate for a cheaper product. Once we've redefined customer needs, the next thing is to consider what kinds of products customers like to buy. The key to successful innovation lies in developing products that customers like, products that rake in profits while in the early stages of the innovation process. Yet over 60% of new products fail before they even enter the market regardless of how much effort executives put into making it succeed. Why do businesses continue to find themselves in this sticky situation time and time again? This is because executives like to determine product strategy by using past and present market data to capture customer needs. However, this gives no insight into future customer needs. Furthermore, in the early stages of developing new products, executives are pressured to judge market scale and opportunity. Products capable of satisfying the needs of a greater number of customers look like they will be able to occupy a greater proportion of the market, and will be treated preferentially by executives. Some worry that developing a focused product would make them lose other markets, and because of that the market become filled with products that attempt to satisfy every possible customer. These products may appear to be capable of anything, but they offer general solutions and are not as effective at solving individual problems. Beyond not adequately addressing customers' issues, the wealth of features causes an increase in price. With no other available options, customers are left to spend more money than they want on a product with many functions that are essentially useless to them. In Christensen's view, when customers buy products, they are looking for something to complete a specific task, instead of aiming simply at a full ownership. They don't need or want something with all possible functionality. This point is discussed in depth in a previously released bookie of Christensen's competing against luck. This idea can be understood via our relationship with eating. We do not eat simply to fill our stomach. In different circumstances, eating fulfills different needs. 
Sometimes we plan a meal together to enhance communication and deepen relationships within a group. In this situation, we would choose a restaurant that suits group meals. At other times, a meal is a complement to a date, and we would choose to go to a romantic gourmet restaurant. Sometimes, we may want to eat something to relieve stress, in which case we could go to Starbucks, grab a cup of coffee and a pastry, and just relax. To users if a product can take care of a certain task for them, then the next time they encounter the same need, they'll continue to employ the product. If the task can't be effectively completed, then they'll dismiss the product and search for a better alternative. The ability to help users complete tasks in specific circumstances must be regarded as the precondition for innovation. Or in other words, to develop products with a better or faster solution to the problem. Only products built upon this premise can be distinct enough to excel in competitiveness. So now your company has pinpointed its customers' needs and developed a product that meets them. What's next? Market promotion and creating and nurturing a loyal customer base. But what's the best way to gain these loyal customers and turn them into a reliable force for toppling industry leaders? Earlier we mentioned that disruptive innovation can be realized in two ways, providing cheaper, simpler alternatives for customers in low-end market, and providing a simpler solution for customers whose needs have not been satisfied with an industry-leading product. If you want to successfully occupy the low-end market, developing an affordable product that doesn't lose in its advantage in functionality is a good way to capture the hearts of overlooked customers. However, it is important to note that it is more difficult to gain previously unserved consumers and nurture them into loyal customers. A good way to attract currently non-consuming customers is going to market through disruptive channels. Here, channels doesn't just refer to wholesale companies and retail stores, but to any entity that adds or creates value to the product as it makes its way to the hands of the end user. These entities can gain margins when delivering your product to the end customer. As a result, they have a vested interest in trying to help your product achieve success. However, this is only true if your product helps them move up market. If you are only focused on the end customer, you might ignore the many hands your product must pass through before getting to theirs. If you can provide value to these channels, they can become a reliable power you can harness to achieve high-speed development and distribution. Being attractive to customers is important, but if the product fascinates entities that compose your channel, it can turn into a truly disruptive innovation. Take the previously discussed Honda motorcycles as an example. Honda's small and affordable motorcycle was alien to the American market, so very few of the traditional channels selling large motorcycles were willing to take a risk on an unfamiliar emerging product. Thus, Honda changed its approach and used channels such as power equipment and sporting goods retailers to nurture a new customer base. Honda's motorcycles give these channels a chance to achieve higher margins compared to their normal products. This new and more highly valued product also gave retailers an opportunity to attract higher-end customers. The combination of higher profits margins and a more lucrative customer base was a powerful motivator and Honda motorcycles quickly spread across the USA. To gain a new customer market, 
it is advantageous to use disruptive rather than mainstream channels. In this first part, we describe how we can analyze customer mindset to develop our disruptive innovations. Using the perspective of customers to create disruptive strategies includes three parts. 1. Redefining customer needs. 2. Creating products that help customers complete tasks. And 3. Using disruptive channels to gain access to new customer bases. However, the market environment is always changing, and constantly and precisely satisfying customer needs and providing a suitable product is not an easy task. So, how can we continue to innovate with continuously shifting customer demand? How can you choose the right service scope for fulfilling customer needs and providing them with a suitable product over the long term? Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.